This word here, um, it's not a problem on a message. It's getting the right message, what the Lord wants me to share. And so as I prayed about it and I got this word, the progressive strengths of God. Going from strength to strength, from faith to faith, and from glory to glory. That's how Christian walk. Excuse me, hold on one second. Okay, there it is. That's how Christian walk. We always going through this. We start off on the novel with faith that God saved us. And we get his glory in our lives. But then that has to be worked out of us. We go from strength to strength, from faith to faith, and from glory to glory. Today I want to share with you the progressive strengths of God. Going from strength to strength in God. The Bible says for us to be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. This is an ongoing thing. It's not something we get one time and say we got it. It's something you must work out of you and go from the strength to strength, faith to faith, and from glory to glory. It's progressive. So today I want to share, I'm going to share some experiences with you. I'm going to give a little foundation on the word of God. Then I'm going to get off in how that applied to my life. I've been walking with the Lord for over 40 years. How that's applied to my life over 40 years. I'm a, I, he woke me up at uh, 2.30 in the morning. One morning, I prayed till 4. And he spoke to me about this word, clarifying it. He said, this is what I want you to teach on. Share with them a foundation, but share with them how the Holy Spirit ministered through that, through my life, and brought deliverance through my life, my marriage, finances, in every area of my life. And we have that today in us. Jesus deposited a reservoir of everything you and I will ever have need of. It's on the inside of us. So we're going to go to Psalms 84 verse 4 through 7, and I'm going to read out of the Passion Translation. What pleasure fills those who live every day in your temple, enjoying you as they worship in your presence? How enriched are they who find their strength in the Lord? Within their hearts are the highways of holiness. I'm pursuing God. Holiness really means I'm pursuing God. Even when their paths wind through a dark valley of tears. How many of you have been there? How many of you are there? Okay. They dig deep to find a pleasant pool where others only find pain. He gives them a brook of blessings Fill from the rain of an outpouring. They grow stronger and stronger every step forward. And the God of all gods will appear before them in Zion. This is really, when I look at this scripture here, it's really a description of my life. As I, I got born again at 25 years old, I was drawn by God to, to go and pray an hour every night over 42 years ago when prayer wasn't cool. 
Praying an hour a day wasn't cool. But I was drawn by the Spirit of God, gave me grace, and I'm so grateful he did that. It allowed my roots of my faith to go deep in him. Just like they put plants in a hothouse so that they can develop roots, so that they could take them and transplant them in a place where they can start producing fruit, same way in my life. I was in prayer for the first years of my life. And it's been like that for over 42 years. I've carried this on my whole life. So I want to share some things with you about how the Holy Spirit ministered to me and through me in 42 years. The King James says this. When they go through the Valley of Baca, the Valley of Baca is really a place of pain, a place of weeping, a place of problems, and a place of where there's tremendous pleasure, pre pre pleasure, pressure. They said they find, they make it a pool of blessings. They make it a pool of pleasantness when there's only pain. People that go from strength to strength in God have learned the art of well digging. They go deeper in God. When our strength is in God, we will dig a deep pool in the midst of our pain and let God make it a pleasant place instead of only a place of pain. Ephesians 6.10 says this, it's through the valley times and the dark times of our life that we get to experience God's power that makes us stronger in him. No, that's not right. I don't know, I get my, my quote got mixed up in that. Ephesians 6.10 says this, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Troubles can make us, just, I'm just laying a foundation before I get into it, okay? Troubles can make us bitter or it can make us better. We can make it a place of weeping in our life or a pleasant pool of pleasantness. We can choose whether a problem will work for us or against us by what we do in the Valley of Baca. God can turn our lemons into lemonade. He can turn our scars and make them stars that other people can look at and guide them. Problems will either push us to God or away from God. Notice what happens to those that have learned to dig wells in their pain. They grow stronger and stronger. They dig deeper in the place of problems, in the place of pain, they go down deeper. They dig a well. And they, they tap into the flow of the anointing of God that flows up on the inside of them. God appears to them as they dig deep. They get stronger and stronger in God and in the power of his might. <clears throat> Excuse me. Years ago, 
um, over 40, 42 years ago. Pilate, God put Polly and I together in our marriage. We wasn't living together. We just got born again. We were living separate. We got born again, and the Lord spoke to each of our hearts, I want y'all back together. So we obeyed that. We came back together. And so the two has to become one, and it wasn't working out. So I was drawn into prayer. I would pray, and I would tell the Lord. I said, okay, you brought us back together, but it's the woman you gave me. That's the problem. I said, you know something? I would tell him, I said, me and you, we're good. But it's not working out this way. I want to tell you something. I prayed, I prayed, I prayed, I prayed. In the midst of pain and problems, I dug a well. I went deeper in God until God spoke to me. When God spoke to me, now I've got his authority and I have his power working in my life. Okay? So he's, one day he spoke to me and, I, you know, we're struggling in our marriage and all that. And I want our marriage to work. I want it to, because he put us together. Just because it's the will of God doesn't mean it's automatically going to work out. You have to work out the will of God. Okay? So what we did, he said, Randy, I watch this. I'm going to give you three keys in your life to marriage. I'm going to give you three keys. If you will do these three keys, it will last you in your marriage a lifetime. Your marriage will last your lifetime on earth, and you'll be a great marriage. You'll have a great marriage if you do these three keys. He gave me these three words. How many of you want to know the three keys to make your marriage great and to last a lifetime. Yeah. Just me? Okay, just me. Okay. <laughs> so we got some, okay. Okay. Number one, he gave me these three. Number one, you're going to have to forgive all the time. Because the two becoming one and dying to yourself, it takes two people dying to themselves and taking, letting Christ live them, live in them to make a marriage work. He said, you're going to have, so we say the wrong things. We do the wrong things. So we got to constantly forgive. He said, Randy, you're going to have to forgive and she's going to have to forgive you. Teach her these three keys. The second key is, number two is this. Speak the truth in love. Speaking the truth in love. Speaking truth, we learn to communicate on a different level. We've learned to, to become intimate. Intimacy doesn't mean just sex. You can have sex without intimacy. But when you have intimacy in sex, it's powerful. It's a strong, it's a strong thing in your life. Speaking the truth in love. So what we did... 
I had to open myself up and allow my wife to speak truth to me. That wasn't easy. <laughs> you know, that wasn't easy. I, you know, and, and when Polly would speak to her, I would get so mad at her for speaking truth. Well, just the, just the, the thing of me getting mad, what's causing me to get mad when she speaks the truth to me? That evidently, there's a problem there. You know, we say this often. She just, she makes the devil come out of me. Pastor Jacob says this, if the devil wasn't in you, okay, she couldn't get the devil out of you. So I learned, so we could speak the truth. I had to watch. And men, we have to be the example. We set the example to these truths. It's okay for us to speak the truth to our wives, but when it's reciprocal, we don't receive that. He told me one time, he said, I put your wife with you because you're blind in certain areas of your life. You can't see it all. You see a certain spectrum, but she, I put her with you to see the other part of that. She's your protection, but you got to listen to her to get the protection. I opened myself up. It takes some humility to do that. But when he said, if you do that, it's going to last you. And I want to tell you something. I speak the truth to my wife, but she also speaks the truth to me, and we communicate on a different level. I've learned to listen and not just hear. I can, you can hear... (laughs) You can hear somebody and not listen to somebody. Listening is an art. Listening has to be cultivated and developed. I listened to what she was saying so that I could understand where her heart was coming from. Then I could speak to that. And and when I could speak to it, we are getting, becoming one closer, 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 closer to where we were, we were one. Learning to speak the truth to one another. The third thing is loving God. <clears throat> you don't love God more than you love his word. God and his word are one. He said, if you do that and act on my word in every situation you find yourself into, You must love me more than you love your wife. You must love me more than you love your life. You must love me more than you love your business, more than you love your children, because they don't belong to us. They belong to him. We're just a steward to help them develop in the things of God. He said, if you do these three things, your marriage will flourish and prosper all the days of your life. How did that come? I dug a well. Where there was pain, where there was problem, I went deeper in God and I tapped into a river where I heard the voice of the Spirit of God speak to me. 
And so our marriage has been so good. All these years has been so good because of those. And listen, that was in my 20s. We've been practicing this for over 40 years. Speaking the truth, forgiving one another, and loving God. The other part I wanted to tell you, you know, we look at our lives now. <clears throat> we look how far we've come. I struggled in an area, and I'm, I'm going to get very honest with you because of the grace of God that's on my life. God's helped me. Um, in my 20s, I struggled with lust. I struggled with fear. I struggled with anger. I struggled with rejection. I was in my 20s. Was I born again? Yes. Filled with the Spirit? Yes. Seeking God? Yes, but struggling. Can you be, can you be a Christian? Just because you're a Christian doesn't make you perfect. Just because you're a Christian doesn't mean you have it all together. Come on. I mean, I was going to church, reading my Bible, praying, but yet struggling in my 20s. I would, so what happened, I started to seek God to dig a well in my, my pain, in my problems. I kept digging a well. One morning, I got up to pray. When, and you see, you don't know when he's going to speak to you. The Bible says, blessed is the man that hears the voice of God. Amen. Blessed is him. Why? Whoever hears him, you get the favor of God upon your life. And God will give you understanding of his word. So one morning I asked him, <clears throat> well, as I was praying, he spoke to me. I heard the voice of the Holy Spirit speak to me. He said, you want to know why you struggle with lust? I said, yeah. You want to know why you struggle with fear, rejection, and anger? If you look at me, you say, boy, that's a nice guy. But I could turn. I could get angry in a minute. And I'd let you know about it. So he said, you want to know why? I said, yes. So all of a sudden, in a vision, he brought me back to my, where my grandfather, I was 9 or 10 years old. My grandfather rejected me when I was nine or 10 years old. I took that offense and I held resentment against him. In a vision, he's speaking to me, telling me everything about that. I say, he said, you gotta forgive him. I said, well, my grandfather's dead. He said, yes, he's dead, but the forgiveness is not for him, it's for you. The forgiveness. So when I forgave him, it's almost like the hand of God went in me, pulled out a root of bitterness, and I saw it. And then he gave me a word. You're accepted by me just like you are. I love you just like you are. You're accepted just like you are. You don't have to work to earn it. None of that. And I want to tell you something. I started renewing my mind to that. I went to the original Freedom Conference over 40 years ago. What conference was that? With the Holy Ghost. He showed me everything about my life. 
and started, started delivering me, setting me free in the areas of my life. Why? It's in his light we see light. Let me show you. Uh, let me show you just another part of that. <clears throat> I, was, I was in the Word. I was fighting anger and the symptoms, but not getting results. I was fighting the fears, but not getting results. I was fighting the lust, but not getting results. Okay? And all of a sudden, in the same thing, the Lord showed me in a vision about a matador and a bull. A matador and a bull. In a bullfight. He said, look at that. And I saw the, mat, the bull pass, the matador with the, the red cape. Come on. And that bull. He said, you know why the bull loses his life? I said, no. He said, he's fighting the wrong thing. He said, the matador gets the bull to believe the cape is the problem and puts the cape in front of him for him to attack it. And every time he attacks it, he hits him with a spear. He gets, all of a sudden, he's so tired of fighting a battle he's not getting results in He said, unless you get to the root of it, you're only fighting fruit. When he did that with me, it broke that thing on my life. Now, all of a sudden, I'm strong in that area. We were getting stronger in marriage, but now I'm strong in the Lord, not just in the Lord, but in power. Now there's authority that had come on me in that area. I walked in that authority. I walked in that power. Why? Simply because one revelation, I became stronger in God. How? I dug deep. I kept pursuing God, digging deep, pulling that water out of a well that God put in me, dragging it up, pulling it up, and praying until I heard the voice of the Spirit of God. Getting stronger and stronger. Every time he would, he would speak to me, I went from faith to faith, from glory to glory, and from strength to strength. Other time, uh, I think one of the last times I was here, Dennis, that time, um, I fought cancer. Um, uh, they diagnosed me with vocal cord cancer, and so I went through all of that. And so um, I heard the Lord speak to me before they diagnosed me with cancer. No, it was after they diagnosed me with cancer. Um, he spoke to me. Uh, when I hear the Lord mostly when I go cut grass, or, you know, get away from everything, and so we had 12 acres. I was on a tractor cutting grass. And, and so I just got diagnosed. The doctor told me, he said, you got cancer of vocal cords and all that. So me and Polly talked about it. You know, we cried. We went, how in the world can this happen? You know, we did all, went through all that stuff. So I went cut grass. And on the inside of me, I'm, I'm watching you. <laughs> I'm waiting for him to get up and start coming after me. 
And so, and so on, in cutting grass, I heard the Lord tell me, this is what came to me. So I'm listening on the inside of me. I'm cutting grass, and he kept speaking on the inside of me. He did what he did aforetime. So I kept cutting. I kept He did what he did aforetime. So I got way in the back to the end of 12 acres back there. I heard it again. He did what he did aforetime. I stopped the tractor. I said, I know where that's at. That's in Daniel chapter 6. When Daniel heard about the writing of the law, you call upon any other God besides Nebuchadnezzar, you're, you'll be thrown into the lion's den. Okay? And so when Daniel heard about it, it was a death sentence. When Daniel heard about it, he continued praying day, morning, noon, and night. So when I, he got my attention, I stopped, I said, I know where that's at. That's in Daniel. I, I told, he said, that's true. He said, don't stop doing what you're doing. I was teaching Bible study, counseling people, praying morning and night. Doing what, he said, don't stop. Keep doing what you're doing. Don't stop. I got the wisdom of God now. So let me tell you something. What happened in that time? I'm hearing from God. So we went through all the process, went through the reading. Uh, I kept doing what I did till I couldn't, I couldn't teach anymore, teaching Bible study. I couldn't talk anymore. I lost my voice. I think one of the last times I was here, I lost my voice. Here, I lost it. So I went home with my tail between my legs, you know, and, and said, okay, got to go and deal with this. <clears throat> so went to the doctor. He told me, said, you got cancer. So we went through the whole deal. So in the process, I took radiation, couldn't speak for a month. Then after the month, they said, they went back and test me and all that. He said, the cancer's not, you're good. No cancer. But I had a pain in my throat. So I had a pain right here. So I, my wife says, oh, you ain't messing with that, buddy. You going to the doctor. We going to get checked. So went back to the doctor. He said, they scoped me. They checked me. He said, we don't see cancer. But let's go do a PET scan on you. That's just to check it out. So we went and he said, if your insurance pays for it, they might not pay for it. But so when he found that, they'll pay for it. He set me up with, a, with an appointment. Go do it right now. So we went do a PET scan. Three days later, they called me back. I got good news and bad news. Come meet me. Huh. So I said, okay. I said, tell me the good news. He said, the good news is you don't have vocal cord cancer. Your throat's clear. Well, that's good. What's the bad news? You have it on your lymph nodes. I said, that's good news? That's bad news? So I said, what in the world? So he says, you got to get it out of you. So they went, they cut a rib. They did what they had to do. Got it on. They, they tested it. It's thymus carcinoma. Fast moving, hard to cure. Fast moving, hard to cure. So Paul and I, first thing we did was say, Lord, I thank you. But when the doctor saw it, he said this. He said, we got it early. We got it early. So we started thanking God. We got the thing early. So my, um, 
so the doctor oncologist said this. He was pretty cold. He said, you, okay, you got to get it out of you. Uh, that's it. So I went to the surgeon. The surgeon tells me, I said, well, my oncologist says, you can't get it out. It's, it's on my, it's by my heart, by my lungs, and by my aorta. It's stuck, stuck right in the middle of my plate. And he took his glasses off and he told me, he said, Randy, I'll get it out. I can, I, that's all I do. I do this four or five times a day. I'll get it out. And wherever there's a piece of cancer in you, I'll make a cut and I'll get it all out. So, so we, we set another day to go do the, uh, the, the surgery. I'm sitting in my recliner waiting to go get prepped for surgery. And I'm, I'm, I'm just in the presence of just thinking about what, what went wrong, you know. You always go through these, what did we do wrong? What the, you always, and that's not a good place to be. You got to get on the word, okay, we're going to stand on the word of God. So I'm sitting down there. All of a sudden, the atmosphere changes in the room. The presence of God filled the room up in my, in my living room. I'm sitting in my recliner. All of a sudden, I'm awake. Something's different in the room. All of a sudden, a wind came in, and a voice came to me and said this, stood before me, and said, Oh, not this woman, being a daughter of Abraham, whom Satan has bound, lo, these 18 years, be loosed from her infirmity. So I'm sitting down in my, my, my chair. I said, well, if she could be loosed, I can be loosed. So I stood up. I said, I'm loosed from death. I'm loosed from death. And it left. So I went to tell Paula, she's putting her makeup on. I said, I'm healed. She said, well, how do you know you're healed? I said, the man just came in in the living room and told me I'm healed. He just came in there. And I said, you know something? He called me a woman. I told, you know what I said? I said, I don't care if he calls me a woman, a man. It makes no difference as long as I'm healed. I want to tell how did that come? How did all of that come? By digging wells. Tapping into the Holy Ghost. Tapping into the well that's on the inside of you. You have a well. When you got born again, it's on the inside of each and every one of us. But it doesn't do you no good as long as it stays here. It's got to come up out of you. You've got to pray it up and out and hear his voice. The same Jesus that walked Galilee doing all the miracles lives on the inside of us. Same person. Watch it. So I'm told that today, this year, that couple of months from, oh yeah, the results came back. Excuse me, yeah, to be continued. So the surgeon took the took it out, and they had it tested. It was benign. He so this is what he told Paul and I. Somebody up in heaven is looking after you. Amen. Amen. Yes. And this is what he said. 
He said, you have a reprieve on life. Go and enjoy your life. That's what he told me. Totally healed us. This year is going to be 10 years, and they're turning me loose. From my can- the cancer's all cleared. So this is 10 years. I'm cancer-free. So watch that. Watch, in a place of pain, I'm good. In a pl- I'm going to share one more and then I'm going to quit. Okay. In a place of pain, I found it that God turned my pain into a place of pleasantness. Over and I can tell you story after story after story after story after story. Seeking God. It pays to seek God. Those that seek the Lord shall not want any good thing. He's a reward of those who diligently seek him. I'm going to share one more story and I'm going to shut it down. I suffered with gout. How many of you ever have gout? That's a bad thing, huh? I want to tell you, if you suffer with gout, it, you blow on it, it hurts you. I suffered with gout so one morning, uh, one morning I got, I, my, my throat is throbbing in that bed. Boom, boom, boom. I get up to pray. I'm starting to pray. I hear the voice of God. The Holy Spirit speak to me. Mark eleven twenty three will work for you. I said, what? He said, Mark eleven twenty three will work for you. It will work for God. I said, no joke. He said, no joke. It worked for you. <laughs> so he, he quoted it to me. He said, Whosoever shall say unto this mountain, Be thou removed, be thou cast into the sea, and doesn't doubt in his heart, but believe that those things which he's saying shall come to pass, he shall have whatsoever he says. If you act on that scripture, you'll be God free. So I got, okay, I'm hearing him. I've got faith now. How did faith come? I heard him. He's illuminating that word. I've got a living faith. I not only have information, I've got revelation now. So I spoke to gout. Gout, leave me. You're my mountain. I'm speaking to it. Leave me. So then he tells me, what do you want to come to pass? I said, I want to be God free. Say that, I'm God-free. I said, I'm God-free, according to Mark eleven twenty three. I'm God-free. When I spoke to gout, it left me. How do you feel? Okay, I, okay. then it, it left. No more presence. No. So I'm stuck having to walk this thing out. So my toe is throbbing. I'm walking around there. I'm God free. I'm in pain. I'm in pain. I go to all that neck that day. I'm walking around. I'm God free. How do you feel? I feel like digging a hole, jumping in it, and covering it up. I mean, I'm in pain. But the word says I'm God free. Mark 11, 23 says I'm God free. I'm acting on it. The next day I get up, 
I'm still in pain. The devil told me, you stupid. You're a faith fool. That's who you are. I said, no, how can I be a faith fool? Mark 11, 23 says it. The God that says you must be born again said Mark 11, 23 too. So I walked around there. I'm God free. How do you feel? I'm in pain, but I'm God free. God left me when I spoke to it. The second day, I'm walking around there. I'm in pain. How do you, I'm in pain. But I said, Mark 11, 23 says I'm God free. The third day, I get up. When I put my hands on the counter, I say, here I am again. And I'm getting stronger. Every day I'm speaking it, I'm getting stronger. All of a sudden, the Holy Ghost speaks to me. Well, Jesus speaks to me through the Holy Ghost. He spoke to me. He said, you want to know why you're suffering with gout? Now I got heaven's attention. I got heaven's attention. The Holy Ghost is telling me what Jesus and the Father are speaking. So my faith on Mark 11, 23 penetrated the veil. I'm there with him. He heard my faith. He said, you want to know why you're gout, you have gout? I said, yes, sir, I do want to know. He says, you dehydrated. Drink more water and your days of gout are over. I said, what? <laughs> Listen, I'm looking for power. I'm looking for God to come in. Zap me, knock me on the floor. Let me roll a few times and get up. I'm totally healed. But you know something? I didn't need power. I needed wisdom. Sometimes, watch this. If I don't change my, my diet, if I don't change the way I'm, I'm living, God could give me power, but I'll need his power every other week. But giving wisdom... I've got the power. Listen, that's been over five years ago. I'm totally God-free. Amen. Watch this. Every time, what's the difference between me and somebody else? Nothing. The only difference is I'm hearing him, I'm acting on what he told me, and I'm getting the results of it. Speak, you have to... Every time you dig into a well, you go deeper in God. You get stronger and stronger. Why? Revelation comes. You're not only strong in the knowledge of God, but you're strong in the power of God. God is revealing himself to you. That has been my our life history. I can tell you about, like Dennis said, about relationships in business, how strife and division in relationships. One time I had to pray for a year. I prayed for a year before God healed a relationship. I, at first, when it first happened, I said, you want me to go deal with that? I'll go deal with it today. He said, don't go. <laughs> don't do it. Don't do it. We got to be led by God. So I prayed for a year. 
After a year, he spoke to me. He said, you can go and meet him now. It's done. I went, and the person that we're estranged from, now our best friend. God restored that. I'm not saying that'll happen to everything, but in my situation, it did. Watch this. They go from strength to strength. When they go through a problem, a valley of weeping, they make it a pool. They start drawing out the, the well that's on the inside of them. All of your answers, and I'm going to close with this, Dennis. Don't, don't come up yet. Okay. All of your answers is on the inside of you. I'm going to close with this. You know what a time capsule is? We're a time, we're just like a time capsule on the inside of us. Jesus, a time capsule is a message from somebody in the past to somebody in the future that's opened up in the present. Amen. Let me say it again. Time capsule is a message from somebody in the past to somebody in the future that's opened in the present. Jesus loaded you with everything you'll ever have need of. Watch. Hold on, hold on. Everything you'll ever have need of, it's on the inside of you. He saw every problem you would face. He saw every pain you would go through. And he's loaded you up with the answer to everything. It's on the inside of you. Counsel is as deep waters in the heart, but a man of understanding draws it out. The Holy Ghost, the one that knows everything about you, knows everything of the plans of God for you. He lives on the inside of you. You've gotta, you've gotta participate with him. You've gotta start tuning your ears in on the inside of you. When I'm under pressure, I'm not listening outwardly. I've learned to listen on the inside of me. Hearing his voice. Every, I don't care if it's marital. I don't care if it's sickness. I don't care whatever you're going through. The answer to your problem is on the inside of you. Jesus' personal representative lives in you. He will bring comfort to you like Jesus would bring comfort to people that were there in the natural with him. When they came to him, he ministered to them and met their need. The Holy Ghost will do the same for you. I don't care if you, you're addicted. I don't care what it is. I don't care whatever you're going through. If it's marital, marital problems, I don't care if it's that. He can give you keys. He can unlock something just for you. It's going to be the, the most simplest thing. But he'll unlock it in your life. That will bring freedom and heaven's blessings in your life. Amen? Amen. How many of you got something out of that today? Thank you. You can come now, dude. 
Let me, let me pray with you. Father, thank you for your goodness. Thank you for your love. Thank you for the mighty Holy Spirit on the inside of us. We acknowledge you that the greater one lives in us. He's greater than depression, greater than oppression, greater than fear, greater than sin, greater than addiction, greater than sickness, all sicknesses. But one that knows the mind of the Father, that has access to heaven's resources, lives in us. Holy Spirit, I pray for people today that they get stirred up, that they get renewed and refreshed by the one who lives on the inside of them. I pray, Father, make yourself real to each and every person here. Make yourself real to people that need freedom. Make yourself real to people that are struggling in their finances. You've helped me in finances. People that are struggling in their marriages, make yourself real to them and come and touch them. And Father, we thank you. We give you all the glory, all the honor. In Jesus' name, amen.